afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode kind of covers a few bases, all in one 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 great person. Uh, this is an interview with Pete Higginson, a guitar player in Woke Up Dead, a guitar teacher, a wrestler, and we didn't get into it. I, there was so much we didn't get into in this interview that we should have. A big fan of video games as well. That's kind of quite a few worlds that I'm... I've been involved in, I'm involved in and what have you. And it's interesting, we were talking on other shows about the energies that punk has that like collides and coincides, if you will, with metal. Same energies, same sort of things. You know, Motorhead taught us that the punks are friend and punk bands are great and we can we can enjoy them as much as we can. Metal bands and I'm sure normal service, if you will, will resume when we do the next couple of shows where we talk more about metal. But I thought it was an interesting little step to the side and, and go into 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 delve into punk a little bit and with Pete's band Woke Up Dead releasing their new uh, their new album we thought I'd, I'd talk about that as well and being a guitar teacher we've had a guitar teachers on before and I've always thought it's a very interesting thing to look at mainly because obviously we're just we're coming out the lockdown now and there was a lot of focus on teaching and a lot of focus on learning your instruments again I thought that was interesting to go into and then uh, obviously talking about wrestling wrestling's a part of, a, of my life and I know a, a lot of wrestlers and there was an enormous amount of interest in overlaps with metal and music with wrestling as well that we go into uh, that was that was pretty cool. We didn't get onto games. We should have gone onto games. We should have talked about that. We could have talked about you know metal and video games, which is something I'm really going to get into with, with with someone at some point. I think of various guests um, that I'm looking forward to. But anyway, let's get right into into it. Let's uh, let's go into this. I think I really enjoyed this one. Hopefully you do too. This is me chatting to Pete Higginson. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's been a it's been I've been kind of after trying to get this gentleman on on the show for a while now, mainly because I don't think we're going to be able to contain everything we need to talk about. Because as I kind of went into what he, what what this guy does, and mainly we started because he's a guitar player and he's in a, a, a punk band. Uh, it just it unravels massively. We're a wrestler and video game connoisseur i think we can say that and a whole host of other things that we really want to get into we haven't got enough time on the show but we're going to try to get as much as we can with uh with our next guest uh p higginson welcome to the show my friend hello yes uh good to good to finally be on hey <laughs> thanks for having me and all that and uh yeah how, how are you getting on sir I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. We were just saying before we came on here that he's done a lot of wrestling podcasts because that's like podcasts of wrestling is 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 to go together hand in hand, but not so many music ones. So uh, this this will be nice. Even though we we probably will delve in the wrestling thing, I think we'll, we'll be all over the map on this one. I think and it's going to be a, a true test of, to people listening to it to kind of follow this thread of whatever we're going to talk about. But I think for me, yeah. we we met we met at a, a wrestling show. I was working a wrestling show, and, and 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 Pete was at the show. And immediately, what struck me was that um, Pete knew about punk rock, and he had a black flag tattoo as well. And immediately, that's that that was a that was some good omens for me. That it was a it was a person who I could definitely wants to get on the show at some point to definitely talk about things. So I mean, I often start at the beginning, and Pete. So for you, where where's it start musically? What the, what's the first music you're hearing? Um, well, like the first music I ever heard would have obviously been, um, you know, from from older older relatives like my siblings. I've got, I've got a couple of older sisters and like my parents and whatnot, but nothing that. Um, you know, not, not nothing that like really grabbed me from like a particularly early age. Or, or, like not, not like you know there was there was music that I liked back then, but like yeah. not, it's not stuff that I've, I've kept with me like uh, into into adulthood or whatever. I guess, I guess that like the, the band that sort of kicked it all off in terms of like 
got me into guitar music, which, you know, eventually got me into like metal and punk and all that kind of stuff would probably be Queen. I think I remember hearing Queen originally when I was like, I don't know, like eight, nine, ten or something like that. I, I just remember there was the, you know, the greatest, greatest flicks videos. Yeah. Do you remember them yeah, from back yeah, in the day? Yeah. They, they were pretty, they were pretty popular back in the day. They were just like, I don't, I don't even know where it came from, but there was like both those VHS cassettes were like, for some reason in the front room in my house. And I was just like, okay, Queen. And there was a couple of the songs that I recognized as well. You know, there's, there's some of them that are just kind of like indelibly, even like a yeah. eight-year-old kid or whatever, would, you know what I mean? It's just like indelibly yeah. in, in British society and culture and whatnot. So yeah, it was like, it was a quick, like, okay, there's a couple of these choruses that like I, I recognize immediately. And like, I think maybe I, I, I remember like the Flash Gordon song when I was in the Flash Gordon and stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, right. And these, these like guitar things, these sound like pretty cool. And like, um, yeah, so that like Queen, like, I guess I mean like it's it, they're a very very easy band to get into. It's like a lot of the stuff is mm. kind of like fucking nursery rhymes and pop songs, but like th- some of the stuff is actually quite quite heavy and quite dark as yeah. well. Um, and I guess that kind of opened the doors to like you know, like Guns and Roses and like Nirvana and uh, just yeah. your typical your typical sort of like alternative Queen like, Queen come band. up come up a lot, and I think they come up a lot as the first sort of machinations that you have of music and what it is and what is music as an art form and stuff is because. Queen were very, very good and are very, very good. And it was the first time kind of like everybody was on the same page about something for me where it's like, no, Queen are good. Your mum can like Queen. That's okay. You can like Queen. That's okay. And, and any sort of walk of life can like them. They're very good. What they do is amazing. And like you say, yeah, they'll do simple stuff and almost like you say, nursery rhyme type of things, very simply constructed things. Uh, but then They'll do these massively outlandish and, and and really interesting sort of thing. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody being the classic example, you know, mixing many, many, many different genres together in really complicated and interesting ways. And I think that it, for many, it was really when when kind of music grew up. I think because it was the that and all those kind of kind of things that musically they were doing. And then, like you say, visually they were everywhere. All it was always on on on, on television. And this was back in the day. Um, I don't think it happens so much anymore now, but there's um, a lot of televisions in pubs. I don't know if you remember this. They used to have video jukeboxes. And I was talking to a oh, guest yeah, yeah. a couple of days ago about him saying how the Who May Who video by, by ACDC was everywhere on these video jukeboxes. I don't see it. That doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. But it was, you couldn't go out. You couldn't walk into a club without seeing some kind of Queen video, especially like Radio Gaga and, and things like that. It was yeah. everywhere. Is everywhere. So then from that, you kind of, you would have, you found this thing called the guitar. And then obviously that leads you to like Guns N' Roses and, and that type of thing. So what time frame are we looking here? Are we, are we sort of late 80s, early 90s then? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to age myself too much. <laughs> like I'm still, I've still got a wrestling career going on despite me <laughs> sort of advancing years. But, we're, but I guess we're talking like, I, we can say mid 90s, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Post Kirk Cobain's death just. Um, yeah, like that, that. That was that was when I sort of like really, really discovered like guitar guitar music. And I've always been one of those kind of types of people that if there's something that interests me, I kind of feel like I need to do it myself. So I'd I'd, I'd started playing guitar by um, ten or eleven or, so, or something like that. I was I was mostly self taught. Uh, I, I did start getting lessons a little bit later when I was like maybe about thirteen or something for like about a year or so. But um, yeah, play, playing into that that type of music and like. I mean, like going back to Queen, 
like, like prior to that, I think I'd always had like quite a, quite a keen interest in music. I was always like dancing around and singing things and whatnot. But like, there was there was something different about Queen. It felt like a thing to get into. If, you know what I mean? It felt like yes, like, like they were doing something important. Way, like, like they were doing like something the, of not of note. Yeah, it was culturally significant or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, not it, that yeah. I'd have been aware of that. Then, but like at yeah. ten years old, but there was, you know there was there was, some, yeah. there was something about it, and like I think that that carried on with. Um, you know, when you start getting into like, like I say, the likes of like Nirvana and that kind of maybe leads you more into punk, and you start thinking more about, like I say, about these things that are culturally relevant and mm. particularly culturally relevant to yourself, maybe in scenes and like silly little things like that. Which, to be honest, now as a, as a as an old person, they seem a bit silly, but at the time, it seemed like incredibly. Yeah. It used to, you know. the music you were into and getting into informed quite a, a number of things. It informed like, the way you dressed and the words you used, it informed like your, almost sort of your political outlooks as well. It, it, these were all kind of music was a signpost for that. If you were into this band, you tended to wear this type of clothing. Uh, you know, you would follow this political group and things like that. And it was, they were all started by, uh, by because that's what, before we knew the term as influencers, that's what these musicians were. These were people who we would go, okay, well, they're doing something of note. Or importance, we I'll listen to what they're saying. So they they speak out on things like, uh, you know, political matters and things like that, and and dress in a certain way. I would cop those things. I would use that to kind of help form my own personality and my own beliefs. And that's that. I imagine that's a very natural thing that maybe I would put forward, Pete. That we're losing it with this now, with this culture now, where it's a bit more, it's a bit more wide open. Back then. The, the sort of consumption of music and that type of thing was very um, was very drip fed. You know, it wasn't as you could easily buy records. It wasn't as easy to find new artists. It wasn't easy to discover new bands. How were you finding the music that you got into sort of after Queen and and, and when you started buying records yourself? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a real like kind of clear like obvious path how that like how that all happened. Which I can like, you know, I, I, I can I can literally like start out step. Like, yeah. So like, so I was a very very young child, and I was watching Top of the Pops and Green Day. Were I? I think it was the video. Just the first time. It wasn't the first time I'd like heard punk. Yeah. So I, I, I do remember really clearly, like, you know, they used to do, like, um, themed nights on, like, on B- uh, where they showed, like, Sid and Nancy, the, like, you know, the movie, and there was, like, yeah. Sex, Pistols, Sex Pistols documentary and, like, various yeah. other things. It would have been it would have been a similar kind of time frame to, like I say, when, when Basket Case came out and saw that on, mm. on top of the pops. Um, uh, the, the, like I say, the, 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 the punk night thing was earlier than that, but like I say, it, they, they must have been at a similar time frame because it was yeah. conjuring things up in my, in my mind. Um, and so, like, yeah, I, I immediately was like, right, okay, holy shit, there's, there's something about this that's just kind of mm. slapped me in the face, and I, I don't, I don't want to say change, change my life immediately because I, t- I think that's a bit of a, no, a it was a big signpost, though. yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, and I get like, then the obvious next band that you discovered then is the Offspring because they kind of came hand in hand with each other at the time, yeah. and then it's like if you if you kind of really started to love that stuff, then you're gonna kind of go and probably discovered no effects and, and pennywise which is kind of like the next bridging yeah. bands um in in the in the uh in the sphere or whatever um, yeah that, that kind uh, yeah, of it, it, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, it's, and then you sort of notice that, like, oh, these are on the same record label as these, and then, like, oh, and these supported these on the most recent tour, and then the, the whole thing just kind of, like, the, the whole thing just kind of opens up. Like I say, it was, like, it was, it was, it was guitar music, and then that kind of opened up, like, alternative uh, pockets of guitar music, like I say, like, mm. like, like, you Nirvana's and, and whatnot, which kind of made me more open to, uh, where, like, when I heard, like, like I said, punk music. So it was Green Day, yeah. and then it was Offspring, and then it was... There was, there was a wonderful like, thing that happened when, when there was that explosion of, like, pop punk and, and the likes of Green Day and the Offspring, and they were talking in, in interviews about people that they liked, and I, I would read those interviews and or watch those interviews, Marvia, and that's where I would lift where I was going to look next in, in Skelly Records, for example, and it'd be like... Um, yeah, Skelly fucking records, yeah. mate, holy shit. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, um, like stiff little fingers, uh, you know, like bad religion. Um, but I, the, I, I mean, I just lifted all these sorts of bands that they were listening to, and, and I would, I went back um, and did that. Did you do an element of that as well? Did you sort of look at back at what they would call now the original sort of OG guys that they kind of talked about being influenced by? Yeah, no, absolutely. It was like, it's. It, it, Sorry, I'm losing me losing me train of thought now. Yeah, it was it was it was like pretty pretty early on that I was like, punk music is it's it, it's kind of spoke to me if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I was I was like within within six months of hearing that that Green Day record, or maybe like ten months of hearing that Green Day record, I was like completely obsessed like with everything, anything to do with it. You know what I mean? Like the history of it and like yeah, you know I did like found out about like hardcore and just like just anything that was even remotely connected to the idea, mm. the, the ideology. The, the the imagery and like the, the roots of, of punk rock it was just completely like so, became, like became all so all my my route human. my route when I discovered punk rock I went sort of Washington DC type of thing so I I found about out about uh, Fugazi and Discord yeah. and, and a minor threat and then from there I that's when I discovered Black Flag and uh, well, uh, well Rollins Black Flag and um, is what what I first discovered so did you did you go to, straight to the, the American stuff or did you look at the, the British stuff as well that was going on? Did you, did you start looking at that, like the damned and things like that? Yeah. Like, like, like I say, absolutely everything. Like I, I remember oh. um, <laughs> I had this like, cause when, when you're, when you're a young lad, you don't have that. Like I, I would get hold of as much music as I possibly could. I'd yeah. get a tape trade with as many people as I possibly could, like pre- press and record on the, on the tape player gimmick for like everything I possibly could. Yeah. Stealing as many CDs as I possibly could as what well. you yeah. know. I mean, it's like yeah. it's a, young, a young punk lad. It's just like that, that was just what you did. Um, but like you, st- you still you've only you've only got access to so much stuff. The internet isn't there, and uh, you know you've only got so much money and so many things to fucking pinch with or whatever. But I remember <laughs> I had this like triple CD of like like old, old school classic punk, and it was like it had things like the Sex Pistols and the Damned, um, mm. and you know like the, the obvious stuff. But it also had things like exploited and like gbh and like even like discharge and stuff like that yeah um so yeah like just 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 that one triple box set cd thing which i fuck knows what it was called or where i got it from but like <laughs> yeah I've, I've like i learned and discovered so much like like through that like uh, specifically but yeah like, like i say it was, it was it was just everything like like the dc stuff like you say um the the la stuff like the more sort of um yeah skate punky stuff the, the the UK stuff like the old UK stuff and like like sort of bands that were well like current bands that were current at the time like Snuff and um, Travis Cutt and Chopper and stuff like yeah like I say it was it was it was it was, it was literally my whole fucking life for like 
for yeah. For one of the time. things, one of the things it's, that it's, I, it's I adore about punk and, and always have done. Uh, I'll talk about the energies that the that metal shares with punk later on. But one of the things I adore about punk is that if you're a young teenager, uh, you can get into trouble with punk so quickly. And by that I mean you can immediately start looking a certain way, bleaching hair, that type of thing, the clothes you wear. You can immediately start playing the guitar and making the noises you're hearing on those records and immediately have quite like pointed and sharp beliefs very quickly because those records are crying out about social uh, topics and stuff like that. Very quickly with punk, you can get right in and involved. I find that even metal, there's a little bit of time frame before you finally sort of the wheels start spinning. But with punk, you're, it's a baptism of fire from the minute you first hear Johnny Rotten. You know, it's like this. Um, it's so quick to get in, to get into trouble with punk. I remember yeah, like, like being able to play three I, chords and straight away not having to learn that much and I'm playing my favorite songs. Amazing. Yeah. In a, in a way, it's amazing and it's beautiful. But in, in in other ways, it's like I look back, I look back on the the sort of attitudes that I took and the and the way that I displayed them or whatever and it's like <laughs> cringe so badly like who doesn't um who doesn't? <laughs> like like me now as as a uh, uh, me now as like as any profess any um overt political ide- ideologies like mm. let's say no no not so not so much ideologies but like I, I, I basically what i'm trying to say is like i don't know enough about politics to really start spouting yeah. about it and start like you know what yeah. i mean i've got i've got my i've got my theories and i've got a lot of things that are yeah. like philosophies and whatnot that I'll, but i'm happy to you know I mean, divulge and whatnot yeah. but it's it, it's not it's not the sort of thing that i know enough about to try and do you know what i mean because mm. that, that's what people do it's like everyone everyone seems to talk like they fucking know what they're talking about and yeah yeah but but when i was like a 13 year old 14 year old kid I was getting on stage and doing these fucking political rants in between songs. This is what I'm like, saying. It's yeah. so so clueless. It's unbelievable. I don't even know what. But it was. was but it's a great on. energy. That's a great energy. At least you you you're thinking. You know, and in punk, yeah, yeah. punk's message is anything. It's that you should question and think about things, and you question what you're doing, and are you a good person? You know, it's it's you know, it that 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 was one of the ethoses of punk. I mean, there's that fabulous documentary a couple of years ago, which was punk, where they talk about um, how punk's aged because it's been difficult to maintain whatever people think are the uh, the, the the roles of punk and what you what you're meant to believe in and what what is a punk in inverted commas. But what I thought was really fascinating about that documentary is when they talk about how Green Day basically go mainstream, and they do that because they sell a lot of records. And I can't remember who say who's, who's saying it, but he's saying it. Uh, so you turn around to Green Day and go, oh, you know, you're not punks anymore. Why? Because a lot of people bought your record. And you're like, why? Because it was really good. So sorry, you can't be at the punk club anymore. And it's I love that, like, that there's still, you know, I love more than anything when I go to a, I'll go to the Swinging Arm, a place we will know, and there'll be a guy there with um, leopard skin sort of like pants, yeah, and, and chains coming off with his, with his belt. He'll have his hair dyed blonde. He'll have his, uh, you know, no effects or his whatever discharged vest on and stuff. And he's still flying the flag that he was, you know, when he was 15. And the guy's like maybe 40, 50 now. And I love that. I think that's like, what a commitment that they get you at that age. And that's it for the rest of your life. You are a punk. You've deemed yourself a punk. Uh, I find that, I find that brilliant. This is, this is something like an issue that I have with like society in, in, in general. <laughs> Because, um, like, 
the pe- people would look at that guy and they'd be like, yeah. oh, well, you know, he, he never, he never grew up. Or, you know, the, the, there'd be a lot yeah. of judgments about, about yeah. why he reached the, the position that he reached. And it's like, mm-hmm. why does it need to be any other judgment or assertion other than he, he does that? That's what he does. Yeah. It makes him happy. Or even it doesn't make him happy. That doesn't even matter. Like it's, yeah. ju- it's just as, as, as that as that is him you know what i mean it's not yeah. it's not a case of like fucking class or maturity or like well you know the, the biggest the biggest thing is that you know the culture that that, that, that that particular music's come from there's a terrible amount of judgments and judgments of of any kind is is always bad especially for a scene especially for music any kind of judgment is is always bad i always i gravitated to with the punk guys i always gravitated to the ones on the kind of edge or almost i would say experimental but almost almost kind of messing with the genre itself. It's like Bad Brains was a good example. I thought they messed with it enough. I think I like my punk where they mess with it just enough that it's not quite punk, but it is, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. And Bad Brains were the first ones where I, you know, Eye Against Eye and things like that were the first ones that I thought really were pushed forward what what punk was doing as well. Yeah, very much so. It's like, because I mean, there's such a history of that type of thing now. Like, yeah. Things like refused and um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to think. <laughs> I'm saying there's a rich history and I'm yeah, struggling rich history like, like, but, but you know there, I mean? it's like there is this. Like every genre, your punk will have it's it's highs and it's lows and it's cyclic and it will come back. And punk's now used almost as an ethos. Like the word hardcore is used is almost used like an ethos of a, a, a lifestyle rather than the music that it, it represents. It's like I've got a punk like like everybody. We'll we'll talk about wrestling, I'm sure, but everybody talks about punk rock wrestling and uh, you know and the uh, a punk rock attitude to making t-shirts and stuff like that. It's now seen as a as an ethos, as a way of life, even more so than its musical form that, that created the the, the 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 lexicon that it uses. You know, hardcore is the same example. You know, hardcore means something in wrestling. It means something in music. It means something in pornography. It means a different thing based mm. on whichever, you know, whichever ethos you go for. And it's fascinating that the, the genres can do that, can spawn these way of life, you know? So when you, yeah, when you're yeah. playing uh, you, and you're trying to sort of, you know, be, be Billy and stuff in, in Green Day and, uh, and, and Noodles in, in the offspring and you're trying to do these people, when did you just decide to play with other people in a band format? Um, yeah, I, I guess like that was as soon as I picked up a guitar, that's, that's the idea. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly how long it took, but like, yeah, with, with, within like within a year of me playing like my first chord, like there was enough people in 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 like me class or, or in like my year in, in school yeah. where we'd like, okay, we could we can get you on on playing drums and we can get you on on some sort of like bass or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. First band got formed or oh no 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 I do I totally remember <laughs> now I totally remember now. So like. Um, yeah, this is this is this is such a you know when like you remember something, it's the first time you've remembered it in a long time. It's, it's like it's <laughs> That's a new why thing. I'm here. Like, That's watching, what we're doing. Watching, yeah. watching the first episode of a TV show you've never seen yeah. before, kind of thing. Yeah. So um, we had we had a mate in school called uh, called Nav who had leukemia, and we were doing this like band practice thing where we don't didn't really know what we were doing, but we were just kind of like practicing in, in my mate Darren's. Um, uh, loft conversion thing. Well, it, not his, his parents' house. You know what I mean? We yeah, were yeah. twelve years old, um, and we did this Nirvana covers uh, thing uh, called Navana as like a tribute to, to Nav. Yeah, and we did a couple of gigs at like a youth club in West Kirby. 
Um, <laughs> like I said, it's such a it's such a vague recollection. I don't remember how yeah. you know like how, how it all got started. But yes, but like I said, so that was that was the first time I'd ever like you know like played with like a, a, a group as it were like uh, mm. played the, the, on a, a, a musical performance uh, publicly but then like after we did those couple of gigs then we started doing my songs and we just were like carried on as like a, a normal band i believe we were called the sanctuary if that if that sanctuary is right. okay i'm pretty sure that's right that's yeah, not like, bad. like i said I'm, that's not bad I, I, I was well, yeah, the, the, I'm sure the music was, was really fucking terrible. Like, that, that would have made up for it, you know. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was, I was, I would have been like, I would have been like 13 at this at this point. But you're, but you are writing songs as well. That's 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 quite something, though. Still, I mean, irrespective of how you thought the quality of the song was, you're still writing songs. That's still like, you know, that's a yeah, that, that's again, a big that, move. I've, that's what I've every every band that I've ever been in, with the exception of like. A couple of little things that I was kind of session musician in. Is that is that a term session musicianing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A couple of a couple of things that I was sort of filling in. in. Like uh, I've I've always written everything. Like since since again since the first time I played a chord, I was kind of like writing words and like terrible <laughs> music and whatnot. <laughs> so the and then so you're playing live then in front of an audience. Do you remember the first time you played live? The first time, and, and, and yeah, then really. there's a right round of applause. Yeah, like, um, I, I remember pretty clearly, like, I get, this is probably the most standard thing that you'll hear for any, like, <laughs> first-time performance. Uh, but, I, I, I in, in no way was I, like, I didn't have any nerves at all. Like, I, th- I think kind of, I had a bit of, like, I, I'm not really a very confident person right. now, but I think, like, looking back then, I feel like I probably was. I was like, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well good on the guitar and I can like sing a, a tune or whatever. Yeah. So that makes me like some sort of, some sort of big deal. So in, <laughs> in no way was I like nervous at all about the performance coming up. Right. But then like on the, on the night of the gig, as they were setting things up and I was like, they set up the microphone and whatnot, like bear in mind, I'd, I'd barely ever even sung into a microphone apart from like, yeah. you know, the, the, the handful of band practice that, that we've been having as they were set, setting up the microphone, then I like properly shit myself. That's and I was like, real now. Oh fuck. Like that, that, I've got to stand actually there where he's standing. Oh fuck. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, the, pro- the bottom proper like dropped out. But then as soon as, as soon as I got up there, it was fine. And like, I, f- I feel like I- I'm not going to say I- I've never had nerves of like doing gigs or whatever, but I feel like that's the only time that I've ever like, uh, it- it's, like affected me if you know what I mean yeah just, well because first time then, then I mean when, when, the first time when bands go and play now and, and they do get nervous even famous huge bands experienced musicians still get other elements of nerves it's not for um the the like the performance per se because you know you can play it obviously you've played these things before it's more for what can go wrong and but but when you first went on stage then the reason you were nervous was because you'd never yeah. done it before that's where that nerves yeah, came yeah, from. It's like you had never done it before. Now, when you go on stage or you go out into a wrestling ring, you're not nervous because, you know, you don't know how to do it. You know how to do it now. You're nervous because you know how to do it. And because now it's about the performance and making sure that the performance now is presented as well. Like that's the shift that happens with, with uh, uh, as a musician, when you move into a, a proper, a veteran, a professional musician, is you stop being nervous about, can you do it to more? I'd like this to be presented the best way it can possibly be. Yeah, so uh, just out of note, like how many bands have you been in since, uh, since the one that we'll talk about shortly? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other thing about punk bands is that they're, they're like, they're so easy to form 
that there's so many. It's 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 easy to form a punk band quickly, play play a couple of songs, there you go, and you're away. And and and, and I'm sure that the the list of punk bands that have been created and died is is bigger than metal bands. It's that it's that quick and easy, I imagine, to form a punk band because the, the ethos is, is that behind it. But is it like I mean, is it double figures or? <laughs> Yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I, when I say I couldn't tell you, it's not. It's not like anything absolute. <laughs> Some between like 10, ten and thirteen, maybe. Like I went to college. I was running like, um, and I just, I just went to music college. By the way, I wasn't like just. I was going to say I wasn't just uh, skiving off and doing band practice, but that was kind of what music college was. Actually, <laughs> That's not so, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> But, but like, uh, punk bands, they just they just come and go, and like I find that um, drummers move away all the time. <laughs> drummers drummers love moving to London. Why do drummers <laughs> always move to London? So yeah, the escape. Yeah. yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so what 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 I find uh, the, the, it's interesting as well about punk and punk rock music is that it also also gets tarred with the um, it's simple to play brush that it's very easy. Well, it's only three chords, so. It must be easy. It's not technically involved, and therefore not interesting. You know, which obviously is balls. It's obviously nonsense. That, but how did you kind of uh, your studying music then, and you're playing in a punk band? How did you wrestle with you know the three chords and the truth and learning musical theory? Did they was that something that felt difficult to mash up together to put together then? If you're learning no, complicated no, not, things not, and then not yeah. at all, not at all, because I think I think like particularly with um, like I, I, get, I didn't mention the, the Beach Boys early on, but like um, when I was talking about music, musical influence from from my parents and from like older siblings and, yeah. and whatnot, they they, they they were they were the band that kind of spoke to me. Like they're kind of like the only band from that very 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 was it was childhood. it the Beach Boys of um, you know the, the the singles Beach Boys so so much or was it like the Pet Sounds? Beach Boys, if you know what I mean. The, the yeah, but, but both, m- m- most, like, like I said, I was very, very young, so mostly the, the you know, the, the nursery rhyme type stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all that kind of, all that kind of gummins. But no, yeah, the whole, the whole shebang, because, uh, like, my mum was well, in, uh, was well into them. Yeah. And, me, and me dad as well, actually. No, actually, more, more so my dad, thinking about it. Um, irrelevant information. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like, and, and then, like I say, like, through sort of, like, Queen and Guns N' Roses and Nirvana, which, like, you wouldn't necessarily think of Queen and Guns N' Roses as being punk bands, but it's like, and, and the same with the Beach Boys. Mm. But it's if you, if for me personally, anyway, it's like when I look at the, the, the music that I really love and the music that, that's influenced me, I can really see like the correlation between like, yeah, like I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with like the, uh, the sort of lookout records type sound, like bands yeah. like Queers and Mystics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, like that, it's the, they, it's the Beach Boys, you know what I mean? And the, and the Ramones as well, it's, it's the Beach Boys, but uh, yeah. like the Buzzcocks. You can, um, yeah, like, you can, like, you can see like in the queers and, and the Ramones, Ramones as well. You could see the, the 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 tissue with them and the Beach Boys. It's not that's not too an extreme a, a, a thing. You can see with like the New York Dolls and stuff like that. You can see absolutely. That. You yeah. can see it. You can see a tissue. It's a darker one and it goes down darker avenues. Sure, it does different things and it's it, there's mm-hmm. a, a heightened aggression, if you will, or a street smart to it. But it's still yeah, I can totally make that connection. I don't think that's a million miles at all. Not at all. And then, like, so, like, obviously, you know, like, Green Day's, like, got a very simplistic kind of, like, vibe, both, both mm-hmm. in terms of the, the the rhythms and the chord structures and uh, progressions and whatnot. But, like, immediately after getting into that, I was discovering, like, no effects and strung out and stuff like that, things with, like, amazing musicianship. 
that coming from the same place and like i say I, it, it didn't seem like any of these things were, were separate it's like you can yeah. be in a punk and you can just play three chords or you can be in the punk and yeah yeah you can be a, 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 a literal virtuoso you know what i mean there's like it mm. it's it, it's not like that, that, this is something that kind of annoys me about the way that the way that punk is kind of like perceived i think it's perceived erroneously as like yes. it is this one thing like a lot of people yes. say like yeah, oh yeah. it's it's anti this or it's pro this or it's whatever it's like it literally means absolutely fucking nothing which mm-hmm. kind of also means it means everything if you know what exactly. I mean. But yeah, it's like, exactly like like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna try and promote any anything like this like i'm completely you know as, as anti like racist and anti any kind of discrimination mm-hmm. as you could like possibly yeah. imagine but it's like there's as much a history of racism and punk as there is anti-racism so you can't really say that punk is yeah. Is one thing. Do you get what I mean? It's just like, completely it's agree. Just, completely. It, it, punk is basically about. It's about extreme views, and it's I about think, you know what I mean. Expressing I think, them in like I, I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, with those whole sense. those whole sentiments, and for me, punk represented um, a backdoor for uh, for a mixture of music and styles. Think about when ska came into punk. Think about when reggae came into punk and thrash metal. You know, or they yeah. all kind of. What their entry points, you know, it was Motorhead and and their, you know, and their friendship with the Damned and stuff that, that made. I meant the metalheads could go to punk shows, and it was, you know, it's almost like punk is the the kind of the get out of jail free card if you want a really terrible analogy of 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 music. It's like that everybody can get into that. You can kind of almost find your way. I don't think it's exclusory at all. I think because of the simplicity of its makeup means that it can be as complicated, like you say, or as intricate or as whatever it needs to be. It gives it an openness that, that doesn't doesn't exist in, in quite a few other genres, you know, where it's confined by what it what it should be. You know, and I, I love, like I say, I think the, the punk bands I love the most are the ones that that mess with that whole uh thing, mess with the what what it what is supposedly meant to be a punk band, you know. I, I think I, I think that's a, a, a totally agree with that sentiment. And, and I think you, I think as much as the, we we talked about you know, the skinhead movements and all that type of thing and the Nazi uh, sort of iconography that was used during like kind of the Sex Pistols kind of, kind of, as much as there is that there's a history of that quite a lot of other music there is a far bigger documented history of punk against things and against things for a positive change you know against racism mm. against homophobia against the, these critical political uh, issues and social issues more importantly and and punk. Does that and it, and it, and rather than you know, as in some musics can can put a wall up, you know, punk because of its openness is is a more accepting genre and and simplicity is net not necessarily a, a terrible thing. I think one of the things I always try to put to bed about simplistic music, if you will, in inverted commas, is if you think ACDC is simple, try and play it. You know, it's because <laughs> it's incredibly. It's incredibly rhythmic, and there's something that's deep with ingrained within it that is impossible to duplicate. You think that you know, try and play uh, you know, something off my war, Black Flag's my war, and I think it's just fast played fast and with with a, try 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 and play that and try and try and be as Bob on with, with that, uh, you know. Mm. And 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 I think that I I think that's possibly the thing I enjoy the most about punk is that it's so open, there's so little rules. But because of that, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I got off my it's, it's, the, it's, it's the freedom. It's the, yeah. it's the freedom. Isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like standing on a skateboard. There's something. There's something about that kind of feeling of like being 
I've always, yeah, I've liked, I've liked the, the skateboarding as and, and punk were, were, were good bedfellows. And I believe that comes from a freedom point of view as well, because skateboarding is obviously an offshoot of surfing. And if you think surfing was, you know, about you know, someone doing something on their own, challenging themselves with, you know, without any real kind of, you know, it's them and the, and the environments, if you will, like climbing or rock climbing or something like that. And then skateboarding is a similar thing. You can do it anywhere. You just need a, a skateboard and, and away you go. And you, the, the city is your playground again. And I, I love that, that they kind of shared bedfellows because it, it made total sense to me that, you know, that that's that, that they would, you know, like things like Thrasher magazine before it was kind of taken by the, by the public from, 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 from that scene was, was as much talking about, people and, and skaters as it was about music and bands and people they would they would have sections in that magazine where they would interview people you know um, and talk to musicians as well did, did was was skateboarding kind of did that come up for you as well around this time as well yeah like a little bit a little bit later um I, like i mean i remember i had a skateboard when i was a, like a proper little kid but it's not like a, not a proper one i think i had a teenage mutant ninja Turtles one or something <laughs> i think i think i was like 16 or 17 when I got my, yeah, probably 16 when I got my first, you know, when I yeah. skated in inverted commas, like it, it, like being influenced by skateboarding, being cool rather than just like, it's what all the other kids in school were doing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so like, I think, I think it's something that immediately like, I kind of wanted to get into, but it just for, for whatever reason, it, it took, it took me a little while to like, I, I guess get the funds to get, to get a board. And like, I wasn't really in with the, in with the skate the skater crew mm. like immediately it wasn't until um yeah actually yeah thinking about it like again that it, it ties in time wise i was it's probably about sort of six, i was about 16 when the band kind of broke out and we stopped we stopped just playing you know local shows in birkenhead we started playing more in liverpool and whatnot mm. and that was when i like got in with all the skater crew so that was yeah that would have been when i got my first skateboard and when i got into all, all that kind of stuff like i always kind of like idolized that, that whole scene. Yeah. We had like, we had Jeff Rowley uh, from, you know, from Liverpool and stuff. We had, a, we had someone we could champion, you know, there was, there was my first time seeing skate parks was in Liverpool, you know, where, where it sort of happened. And you could see at every skate park, there was a group of kids who would have a, a, a ghetto blaster, ladies and gentlemen, if you can remember them and would be listed to music. You know, <laughs> they, that, that went on and it was, it was a fabulous, it was a fabulous time. So at what, what stage did you start going to see shows yourself? And what were those shows that you would go to? Um, pretty much from from when I was about sort of twelve, thirteen, or something like that. Um, I, I'm trying to think like what the what the first. I remember I remember um, going to see the, like the the Wild Hearts was I think the first time I ever went to see a, a band. All right. Um, when I would have been about like twelve, you, you remember the Wild Hearts, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, the, fucking excellent, excellent, excellent band. But yeah. like, yeah, like. Um, Probably not until I was probably about like 15, 16, like I say, when I was going, going to Liverpool more, would I be going to see like like proper punk shows? Hmm. Um, do, you remember, do you remember Guinan's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Guinan's was like... You had like... And, and, and the touring artists would come through and play uh, the Royal Court when it was a, a venue then, and you would get like... Yeah, yeah, of course, Fabulous yeah. punk bands coming through there. You know, Nevada. Yeah, like, like I said, there was like the, you, had, you had like the Royal Court, and you had like the Crazy House, um, and like the the Lomax. The, the Lomax was pretty decent and whatnot. Yeah, the pickets. Yeah, um, and you, you you you'd catch a lot of like the the sort of like bigger bands and the touring American bands, and it, it's not like there wouldn't be 
punk bands there. But it was yeah, it was when I it was when I found Guinans that it was like the, you know it was the scene bands that were playing and it was like yeah. they'd, they'd, they'd have the old days and stuff and like there'd be American bands coming over, but there'd be the American bands that you that you wouldn't even fucking have heard about that, that they yeah. were coming over and just just doing the odd shitty little date and they were staying on somebody's flat like around the corner rather than yeah. you know they had a tour bus and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was what that was that was what. Do you know what I mean? That that was what spoke to me. That was like what what yeah. I was like obsessed with, kind of thing. Well, you got to. I remember seeing. I remember seeing that where I saw like a, a bands that were coming from other countries and they would be in that transit van and stuff, or sleep on the floor of some uh, some girlfriend's place or whatever. And I just remember being in awe of those people because they were like traveling in my mind, traveling the world and seeing everything and stuff. And I remember that that definitely put in in me a bit of wanderlust, where it was like you know to go and see and go and tour of these places and what is. You know what? It, what? It, what is Glasgow like? What's What's the punk scene like there? And what's What's music like in London? And what are, are these venues that I'd read about magazines? What were they like? You know, what was the Brixton Academy like and stuff? But I remember seeing those bands passing through, and these are non, ladies and gentlemen, these aren't famous bands. These are just bands that somehow cobbled together some money to 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 get over to this country. Like you know, when when you could get they over were famous to us at the time. Yeah, they were famous was, to us at the time. Yeah, they, 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 they were totally were famous because they were doing something that we we couldn't even connect the dots to. Now you can go online and see how to become this and how to become that. There was no map, there was no book to doing this. So you would meet these people, and they were like, it was like seeing a mythical creature watching a band load into a yeah. van, and I was like, wow, they live in the van. Wow, that's yeah. their only. Can I just tell a funny story? Actually, that's what podcasts are for funny stories, aren't they? There's just something that just occurred to me, like on this on this very topic. So, um, I, yeah, I'll fuck. It. I'll go into I'll go into oh shit, hang on. I'll go into I'll go into details as well because what if sure. not? So, um, I, I I went to Manchester with the drummer from the band that I was in uh, at the time, which is called Dead Goat. Okay. Uh, a, a guy called Mike Kenji, who yeah. like I don't know, maybe he's listening. I don't know. We're, we're still pals now. <laughs> hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, Mike, um, good to Mike. <laughs> yeah, <boost. laughs> uh, yeah, we went we went to Manchester to the Star and Garter to see Star and Garter, yes. Love yeah, we, we went to see a stream who are an amazing Swedish band. Um Vanilla Pod was, was like main support. Mm-hmm. And like I, I'm ashamed that I can't remember the name, but there was a, th- a third band that was an American band that was like the most obscure band of, of the three. Mm-hmm. Um and we'd like missed our train going back. Maybe we'd missed our train going back on purpose so we could like crash at someone's house. I can't remember. Yeah. But like we 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 missed our opportunity to go back to, to Birkenhead. So we, we were after a place to stay. So we ended up staying at the same place that the um, American band was, was staying at. Yeah. And it was just your typical, your, your typical thing that you'd expect. Like the, they had a big massive pot of vegan something or other and <laughs> loads of people just sleeping around the, the, the front room and whatnot. Yeah. But the, but the, the, the thing that always sticks out in my mind and, and bear in mind, this would have been like, again, I don't want to age myself too badly. Although it kind of happened. <laughs> this, this would have been like, Probably 999, something like that. Um, And one of the guys in the American band, he had all these cassette tapes and he was like into this weird type of music that I've never heard of and I've never heard of since. And he kept on playing these tapes. And there was a cut, like, because there was a crew of them. It wasn't just the American band. It was like they had a couple of mates of them as well. Yeah. And like they were playing these tapes and they were all like into it. They were all, you know, nodding along and like, yeah, this is a good one. This is cool. This is good. And like, I don't know if it was a fucking rib, if they were all in on this joke <laughs> or something, but it was like just noises, you know, like spectrum. Yeah, like, loading wow. or like internet. Yeah, and all these kind of like just random shit, like not like no, 
like I say, I'd never heard of it before. And I remember thinking like, oh, this must be the new thing. Like this, I'll hear about this again in six months and everyone will be well into it. Like never heard of anyone listening to weird fucking noises like this since. So I don't know if it was just a fucking rim or a joke. Or what, like, this, will, this will stick with me. This will stick with me forever. But like I said, like the, the nearest thing I can equate it to is, is that the, the, the tape player on a spectrum loading or when you hear the internet <laughs> dialogue tone, yeah, but the yeah. most like traffic noises and like just bangs and just random shit, but no form or rhythm to it or anything. And like people were going, Oh yeah, I love this bit. I don't know how you could remember what bit was another bit. It was just so <laughs> fucking strange, but like, yeah, each to their own, you know, no judgment. Like they're in well, the weird look, noises, you know, so fair play. We need to find this music. Cause the, uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> We've had sea shanties. They've been a big thing for music. We need to find this weird, oscillating, experimental sounds that you need to listen to. That's amazing. That's amazing. But we would, we would, we would hang out with these people, and I would, you know, uh, I would, I would be enamoured with these people. So when you saw these people doing these tours and stuff, did when did you start to break out of Liverpool and the northwest and go? Sort of touring and play like down south and, and Scotland and what have you. When did you start doing that? I mean, to be honest, like I've I've never really I've never really done too much of that. Like, I mean, it's it's not it's not like I've I've, I've played gigs in in lots of different cities all over the place. But um, like like, and I've I've done a few little tours here and there. But like um, because once once I got to like. 1920 like wrestling took over well it's not so much like it took over but but it was it was priorities a bit yeah 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 exactly and it's like i've always kind of had this thing of it's like i've kind of or at least up up until i was like a a little bit later when i took when i started taking the wrestling really seriously Hmm. well seriously i ever fucking take anything (laughs) like i always had this i always had this thing of it like i was i was um kind of splitting my priorities so it was like i wasn't really Hmm. really dedicating myself to like either of them because i just wanted Hmm. to do to do both so i can't like like in a sense, I did end up doing both, but in a sense, I kind of did neither as well. So, like I said, I didn't really take take either of them like mega seriously. But then, um, when I kind of got into my like, well, the, the end of my twenties, going into my the start of my thirties, that when I, that was when I was like, I need to do this fucking wrestling thing, man. I need to actually. It's not the sort of thing you can just half ass. I need to get myself yeah, into yeah. like proper shape. Well, it's yeah, because it, do, do it like a because there's a physicality to it. You can't you can't half ass it. You, you, it's all or nothing. Because yeah, yeah. if you do if you do half ass it, you're gonna get hurt. It's simple as that. I remember, ladies and gentlemen, seeing um there's a the list of when you're booking for these shows, there's a list of people that are available and stuff and you you work around them from that the booker will then form the show and then from that they will implant stories and what have you and they will write out like a a set list, if you will, for the musician friends of the matches and what's going on. And the first time I, I the uh, encounter Pete is the his his wrestling name, and it stuck out to me because oh well, his wrestling name is Sean Only, and immediately I was like, what, like fucking Jerry Only from the Misfits? And I, it's why I immediately locked in everybody else's name. I couldn't, I didn't care about. It. I was like, well, who's this guy? It's called, and so it was the, I, I assume that that's where it came from, and 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 that's yeah, you make that makes sense. So when did what what kind of shoehorned, so to speak, wrestling in, and how did that came come in onto the picture, and, and then it moved music to to the side slightly? Well, I was obsessed with wrestling before I was obsessed with music or mm-hmm. punk rock or like probably pretty much anything. Like wrestling was my first like real like mm-hmm. obsession. But it's one of those things where it's like it's it's for superheroes, it's for larger than life. And I was I was a skinny 
lad as well. Everyone knows someone in a band, but like most people don't. Like most people <laughs> probably never even met a wrestler. I wouldn't like, really conceive of that if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like it was something that I was always like really, really like obsessed with. But mm. um, the, the opportunity to play music with like that that seemed viable. Whereas like the the idea of being a wrestler that just seemed like absolutely preposterous. Yeah. Uh, but then what, when I got like to sort of like eighteen and started lifting weights and started you know started filling out a bit more and whatnot, um, yeah, it, yeah it, it became a slightly more viable option until it was like an actual legitimate option. <laughs> well, it's like uh, you you know back back then then like sort of the nineties and what have you. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know any wrestlers. I knew of wrestling. I knew the, the American product and stuff like that. I knew of wrestling, but I didn't know anybody was a wrestler. What's funny is now is. Uh, I know probably more people in wrestling than I do bands now because <laughs> everybody can get it. Yeah. It's easy now because there's a route to do it. There's a school you can go to. There's a place you can do it. There's a route map to, to do it. But I, 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 it's not so obvious. Or not, it's not so strange to me to, leave, to go with, be involved in music and eventually go into wrestling because wrestling has an enormous connection with, with music, enormous on, on, on so many levels. You know, everything from entrance music to 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 the, the first time i heard sort of uh what was coming out of like late 90s metal was through um watching monday night raw and the pay-per-views and these would have bands would <coughs> would 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 be their soundtrack like the title track to the pay-per-view or whatever would be a particular song by and it was always metal because that suited violence and it suited what you were doing and it was always a case of i would like oh i've never heard them i the first time i hear um oh my god what's the uh Oh, my mind's just gone blank then thinking about that band. Um, to the band, he did the soundtrack for SummerSlam and they do that song. Uh, oh, and it goes one, nothing wrong with me, two, nothing wrong with me, three, nothing wrong with me. Uh, uh, drown, drowning Pool. Drowning Pool. So I'd never heard of them. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm genuinely ashamed that I know that. I I, like well, I didn't. So I, I can't. <laughs> but that was the first time I heard that song. I mean, that suddenly became like like all over the airwaves. But it was, mm. it, was a, it was a route for me. The reason I bring this up is it was a route for me to hear new bands or rather an American band to break through over outside of America because the song was being used by a wrestler or by news by a wrestling promotion. Um, so when I, uh, when I sort of started doing a bit of work in wrestling, I realized how many bands, bands, how many wrestlers use uh, metal. It's enormous. Mm. It's enormous. Like someone like, you know, rampage, you know, using Chimera and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and not just metal, but like aggressive metal, really heavy metal. And I think that that's, um, I think that's what drew me to wrestling a little bit because I had similar, similar sorts of things going on with with music and similar sorts of ideals. It was a show, you, think, you know. If you think about the thing? way, um, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. If, no, if you think about like the way uh, like wrestling is often presented, hmm. um, kind of like done in sort of like soundbite or clip type forms where it's like, you know, like a, a succession of like moves, like, a, like, a, you know, like a montage yeah. of like moves or whatever. If you, if you think about that kind of like, a, like a violent presentation, uh, like, uh, of, the, of that kind of thing, the only type of music that you can really possibly imagine going behind that is like aggressive metal. Mm. It's almost like anything else would be like completely sort of like anachronistic. Yeah. It'd be a juxtaposition. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it, Exactly, and pineapple on a pizza or something. Actually, no, not that because a lot of people hate that. <laughs> I love though the as well. I found certainly yeah, but, at, um, yeah. at, at extreme shows where the the crowd interaction is is really in your face. 
was that there was a lot of energies shared by a metal and a, and a, and a pop and a rock and a punk crowd with a wrestling crowd. There was an enormous, there was a similar energy. It was very strange, uh, you know, in so much as the, you know, in a, at an extreme wrestling show, it would be not un, unheard of for uh, the wrestlers to go into the crowd and it would almost be the same sort of energies as a mosh pit. It would be uh, the same sort of energies when people would chant, that they would chant at a metal show. There's a wonderful mutual thing going on there. I mean, punk has the same, we talked about, I talked about this on previous podcasts as punk and metal sharing very similar energies, uh, you know, positive, uh, energetic energies. And it's the same with wrestling as well. Certainly with wrestling fans and certainly with extreme wrestling. And um, you find that, that, that that's the case. Did you, when you, when you were kind of wrestling, did you knowingly try and take some of the influences you had with music? Obviously we talked about the misfits and, and Jerry only and, 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 and helping you up with your name and yourself. But did you go even further? Are, are the moves and things like that? And what about entrance music? Did you sort of bring that in as well? Or did you try and keep it separate while you were forming the car? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, because this is the thing that like, um, not to go too deep into the sort of psychology of, of pro wrestling uh, with this being like a sort of music based podcast and whatnot, yeah. but a, 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 a character that you portray, the, the character that you portray in, in pro wrestling, like every single aspect of that character Every, every part of your performance should be fundamental to, to you and the, the, the persona and the character that you're, that you're portraying. So you shouldn't just, you shouldn't just randomly be like, Oh, I, I want to do that move. Cause it's cool. I want to, I want to pick that song. Cause it's my favorite song. It's like, it, it, need, it needs to fit with, with what you're trying to portray. Otherwise, you know, why, like, why, like, why are you doing it? <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, every, every tiny little aspect, like it's, Again, a, a, a sort of fairly fundamental part of like wrestling psychology. It's it's a good idea that your character is in some way related to like you know the actual you, like the, the real you. That it's, yeah, you find that the best portrayals of wrestling characters, like historically, uh, some sort of accentuation of or some sort of exaggeration of, the, of their genuine mm-hmm. real life um, persona, which is which is very very much the case with me. There's obviously like exceptions exceptions to the rule, like some people are the exact opposite, but for the for the most part. And like I say, if you look if you look historically, um, it, yeah, it, it very much rings true. So it's it, it very much the case with, with myself, and um, so bringing bringing that like punk influence in, just in terms of the way, like you know, like my mannerisms, obvious things like the entrance music, and like I mean, really silly, cheesy things like n- naming you the, the the names of your moves and calling naming them yeah. after misfit songs and yeah. s- silly silly things like that. But 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 like I say, you, you need to boil it down to like the, the really really deepest deepest like um finest points because it, it's like if, if you if you're not thinking about these things then that then then who will be it's like the, the more yeah. the more the more thought there is in your character the more believability there is the more like the more that it's a genuine part of you the mm. more that like that will come across to the crowd and then they'll, they'll believe it as well and they'll be like along for the ride and like accept, it, accept it, it, in many in many ways to to, to maybe sort of the, the uninitiated it's a, it's it's a visual storytelling like a visual songwriting that you take the things where you write a song that make up the, what happened that day whatever in your life you put that into a song you would do the same with with moves and how you portray your character like we said that you know are elements of shades of your life because there's a truth and an integrity based within that and then dial that all the way up because it's it's something that you've got to project in front of people i think what's um i think what's great about wrestling and music is that how integral someone's music becomes. So, you know, there's a, quite a few uh, famous wrestlers whose music precedes them almost. So 
Mm. Like, there's a whole generation of people that discovered Living Colour because of uh, a wrestler using that song, uh, you know, it, because as his entrance music, you know, you think about other people that would listen to maybe Disturbed because they did a version of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin's song and stuff like that. Mm. And there's the people who maybe have no understanding of wrestling at all need to understand that it's absolutely pivotal to the storytelling, the music that's based behind it. So, for example, ladies and gentlemen, if you, you're watching a show and a surprise is meant to happen where someone is to come out, if their music, their music will hit, as they say, before they come out. And th- think about that. That's listening to the first riff of a song or the first beats of a song and your, your immediate thought process of what that takes you to. And if that's not on the money and immediately transports you to where you need to be, it doesn't work. And that becomes really an integral part of, of wrestling culture is that, you know, people returning after being long periods of absence people surprisingly turning up and stuff is often preceded by their music. It's absolutely, the two are completely connected. When they do a vignette, as it's known in the business, a vignette or a promo for an event, that is often put to music. Uh, Famously, the WWE have have used several bands to do this, and they're normally of the heaviest genre. Limp Bizkit had a a massive collaboration with the WWE over many, many pay-per-views which really put them over to an audience that wouldn't have heard that before, which I've often found, like, you know, whatever you think about Limp Biscuits, whatever you think, but it, I've often found that that's an interesting side of the wrestling business that maybe people who have no interest in it don't realise. It is absolutely pivotal to the character. It can sometimes be, I would say, Pete, the building blocks of your character start with your entrance music. I, I would I would agree um, to sort of, like, piggyback off that point that, like, Basically, first impressions really are everything in, in professional wrestling. Mm. If you if you if you turn the crowd off before you've done anything, then you, you know the, the battle is literally already lost. Like, um, like you, you know, you're familiar you're familiar with the lock, like you know the the, the, the coral, collar and elbow tie up, which is like the traditional way to start up, start up a yeah. match. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, you, yeah. The, 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 the like the, the lock up. Yeah, J- just just in the same way as like the the entrance is is pivotal. Like, that's the first thing you see. So it needs to fit the character. It needs to get you not necessarily pumped up, but it needs to get you to respond in the right way to that character, whatever that like reaction may be. Like like in the same way as like when you, when you lock up, it needs to be done like proper. It needs to be done like or, or like whatever the first thing of the of the match is. You know, if, if you happen to start off with a, with a strike or like like whatever it is, that that first moment needs to be like as as good as as you know the, the as as good as the best moment in the match. Because like, like I say, if if you if you lose them before you started, then uh, well, yeah, I'm just repeating myself now. But you know, what I mean? no, no, it's it's much like it's much like when you when you write a set of music, you know, that first song's got to deliver. It's got to tell you pretty much what you need to know before you even start. If it, if it, I remember, I remember seeing um, Ozzy at Download several years ago, and he came out um, to Believer, and it's a slow song. It's a, it was the first song he came out to, and it's got that bass line at the beginning. Dumb, dumb. It's a very slow song, and I remember thinking. That's a fucking ballsy move, even for Ozzy to come out to that, to like a slow song. And and so it always surprises me when I, I, I never I never seen him do anything like that again. In the many, many years I've seen Ozzy play many, many times, he always come out to like feud songs, like, you know, I don't know, or something, a week fast or whatever. And it just surprised me. But yeah, it's like writing a set. You know, you've got to kind of start with your, your strongest thing, of which the music and what you come out to is, is a huge part of it. I mean... You know, you look at sort of like, ladies and gentlemen, there's a wrestler called Chris Jericho, and he he is in a, a rock band as well. And now when he comes out, the crowd will sing his his 
song is a song that his band actually wrote as well. And and if they will sing that song to him, it's probably enhanced the popularity of that song, such as the uh, the intertwining of music and, and wrestling. I think it's 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 a very interesting sort of weirdness that happens in a good way, I suppose. But I think so. I didn't want to talk too much about wrestling because I know that that's, that's what there's plenty of podcasts I'd suggest listening to that the, the, the Pete talks about that. But you are also you you are also a guitar teacher, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I've been for quite a while. So what, what what was the impetus to kind of start teaching then? You know, to kind of go from okay, I I know I can play and I can play the instruments, and you, you study at college, so you, you the, the, all of the the, the intellectual side of it is, is complete and you've got a good understanding. When did you want to make the move to say to show someone else how to do things? Uh, without wanting to sound too either pretentious or <laughs> like up my, up my own ass or whatever. Uh, like I've, I'm, I'm quite like adept in um, making things make sense to people, like ex- explaining things that would be like difficult to sort of conceptualize and making, yeah. making people understand them, if you know what I mean, particularly in yeah. like a one-on-one uh, situation that person's parameters of understanding, mm. I can uh, make them understand quite, uh, I've always like really, really enjoyed as well. And yeah. The, Science of of explaining uh, like the sciences of yeah you know, you know the math the mathematics or something but it's that's all it's always kind of yeah the, the kind of semantics of something yeah 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 exactly the the, the the way it's the way it's all just like it's all building blocks it's like maths and stuff um, mm. I kind of like I, I love the way it can all be um, rationalised and scientifically uh, trying to think of the word I'm trying to you know what I mean it, it it all it all makes sense it all it all has its it all has its place and it all it all yeah yeah that, well, that's, just, just in the way that like, it's um you know, is two it, plus two equals four or yeah it, I, like quite a few sorts of musicians and uh, uh, are really really sort of high technical people often talk about that that music isn't uh, isn't un, un understandable it's not an assailable mountain it can be understood there are parameters there are rules there are things that are taking place within its construct there are ways of understanding music there are, there are it is it is it is assailable um it is tough and it, yeah that there's an element of dedication but it is assailable to find someone like yourself that can deconstruct something so well and then explain to someone is is invaluable you so uh, when you have students are they just all good is it all guitar based students or yeah i, I kind of touched touched on sort of songwriting and stuff but it's all been like via you know via the guitar right um because, like, like you say, it's like it, it, it seems like an insurmountable mountain at first, like all this like music theory and, and whatnot. Like it's it's not like my my lessons by by any means are like music theory based, but it's just like d- depending on what you want to get from from music yeah. and from and from, and from yeah. the guitar, um, like it, it can it can be simplified in such a way that everything can still make sense, but it's it's also pretty simple. You know, mm. like, yeah. you've, you've got yeah. you've got like eight 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 no, eight like. Eight, eight notes in a like regular, you know, uh, eight, 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 yeah, you, whatever. You've got, um, you've got, you've got a, an alphabet. Sharps and, and, sharps yeah. and flats, like how, how, yeah, yeah, and um, but, but like particularly with like the way the way things correlate, to, like the neck, the neck of the guitar. Hmm. Uh, like, like I know a lot of people that have been playing guitar for like years and years, and like they don't have like any any music theory like what whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that are you know far better on. Uh, uh, 
far more proficient at their instrument than, than people that have got like massive, massive, massive amounts of music theory. So it's, it's not like it's necessarily got anything to do with like skill, like skill levels or anything or proficiency. No, I, I think. Uh, but yeah, it just, it just depends what, what you want to, what, what you want to yeah. get from it and how much, uh, how much you want to make it make sense to you. Hmm. I think, I, th- I think it's, it's often how you discover information with learning an instrument. Uh, by that, I mean, um, the, the example I talk about a lot is like, say, take someone like Eddie Van Halen, God bless him. And he talks about how he didn't realize that, you know, if he plays something, uh, an open string, he can play the same note on the 12th fret with the same note. It, that's just, that's just how the mechanics of the machine, uh, of the, of the neck are laid out and, and how the notes are played. But he thought it was magic. And when he would go and sit and practice, he didn't have the means that maybe we do now. He would sit at home and without anything and just try and figure the, the instruments out. Now that took him a long time, but he figured out these eccentricities to the instruments that, that maybe other people wouldn't have found. Sometimes it's how you find the instruments and how you kind of pick that up and the things you take from it. You know, music theory is incredibly important, but its implementation is far more important. Is you know that you, you can take specific ideas and and it's how you put them into play that make it to make the real difference and, and ultimately that you put a, a sense of self in there. Um, so when you're when you when you're teaching, I, I, a lot of the teachers that I've talked to on the show, uh, the best ones tend to go from one post to another with the different students. Like one student will want to learn this, another student will go completely the other end of the spectrum. Did you do you find that? What is it like? How many students do you have on average? Uh, well, barely any since since lockdown, to be honest. Right. Pal. <laughs> Has it not increased? I thought there might be a chance it might have increased because of the lockdown. It seems no, like no, I was because I, 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 I teach from home, so right. um, I, I don't really I'm, I don't really feel comfortable doing the whole Skype calls and, and whatnot really? because I, I think it's like really you need to be able to like see hands from all different angles and see exactly where like pressure's coming on and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. I think like that kind of technique with the position of the, the, the balls of your fingers mm. and whatnot is like as, as, impo- as important uh, as anything. Mm. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say by any means that Skype lessons and learning from, from video calls is No, there's something you, to happen. be said for them, but I understand what you're saying. To sometimes Absolutely. see, you know, some, let's take an example. So if you want to do like sort of harmonics and things like that, that can be very difficult if you can't see exactly where they're positioning their fingers and exactly what the, you, know, you want to do a pinch harmonic or something yeah. like that. That can be incredibly difficult yeah, to great. show. On, on on a Skype call, but much easier in person. You can show in almost in a couple of seconds. You know, it's like sweep picking as well. It would be quite difficult. To, you could show someone, but you can't adjust their learning. You can't adjust what they're doing. So it does. I can understand that totally. That gives an element of yeah, absolutely. And even even just like even even just like going back to like the, the the most fundamental like base level, just like learning to change one open chord to the next open chord. Like particularly if you maybe maybe I, I like to try and teach you with like an, an anchor finger. Hmm. So it's like you know if you if you're changing a uh, e, e to a D or whatever like this index finger anchored. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I don't have a guitar in front of me. I'm fucking <laughs> place. But um, yeah, it's it's like if you if you if you if if you can't because it's like it's incredibly frustrating for a, a beginner when they're trying to play the full chord and it's like there's clicks happening and they can't quite work out exactly why that the chord isn't isn't ringing out true. You know, like 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 I say, yeah. it, particularly like for beginners because they don't they don't know. Why that? Why things are going wrong? Where things are going wrong? Yeah. Like, like they're not. The ears aren't quite quite as tuned in um, mm. uh, and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, it's it's uh, for, for for me, or at least for the way that I, I teach it, it's kind of like integral that I need to see. I, I remember one of the first guitarists <laughs> I I I got, 
and the guy was trying to explain because I'm 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 the metal guy, so I want to learn the first technique that I wanted to learn after power chords was palm muting. And the way he explained palm muting to me was that you rest your your palm on the strings. Now that's technically that's that's what you do, but you don't mm. you, you did you, yeah. you can't just put your hand dead on it. It doesn't work like that. You have to raise no. it slightly. There's a and you, and you know when you learn where that feeling is. Now I could do it on any instrument in the world, and it's sound and it's great. But mm. if I followed those instructions, I'd be dead in the water. You know, I have to have something go. No, no, no. Start lifting your hand up, oh, and then and then I know what it sounds like, and and then you can go and, and do that. Like you know. Mm. Um, so I suppose one of the things that we really need to talk about, because I'll put links on the uh, on the show as well, is the, the band that you're currently in at the moment. So this is a uh, woke up dead. And yeah. So when did that? When did kind of when did they start? Uh, with uh, two and a half years, three. Oh, wow, fucking hell! I'll tell you what, right? Just because of lockdown, it's so <laughs> like I feel like you you always have to add an extra year on. Do you know what I mean? Yes, you yeah, do. About, uh, Absolutely right. From, from, since about three, since about three years ago, I think we, we started okay. gigging and whatnot. Yeah. And so we do. I mean, I, for those that don't listen, to, don't listen. I haven't seen this uh, this band. I'll put like so. I'll put links on there. This is a punk band, very much a punk band. Um, yeah. And so. The, uh, is it, it's an EP, isn't it? I was listening to before, uh, which is uh, Blunt to Fakey. That's an EP, isn't it? It's got quite a few songs. No, it's a full, that's a full album. Because there's, there's quite a few songs. I couldn't remember if it was an EP or not. Uh, there's, there's, about, there's about 18 songs, but it's probably about the length of your average EP because there's not many songs over two minutes. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very punk in that respect. Like, yeah. But it's, it's, it's fabulous. It's just... Oh, it's, thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's completely clutter-free. It really gets to where it's going really quickly and and it just it, there's zero fat on it there's just you you know, it, it sounds like you've gone kind of through some of the things that you've gone through to get to this now the, and the way you're playing now and, and 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 the sounds you're making now you know like and there's a wonderful um you know for those that don't know as well that Pete is a huge gamer and and writes about video games as well um and and that nicely bleeds through you get something like Spencer Mansion and and Superman 64 bleed through and it's lovely because that's like true reflecting the personality you know it's 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 very obviously <laughs> you that wrote that song you know and I love that um what was the what was the plan with with woke up dead and then this this album as well was it you, did you kind of go in with a bit of a you know we're going to do this album we're going to do this we're going to we're going to we're going to make it sound like this so how what was the, oh, there's, what was the there's a definite there's a definite philosophy behind the band, which, I, to be fair, you, you absolutely like. I, I don't know if you read my mind or what there, but you absolutely <laughs> put the nail on the head. Like the the, the 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 things that I've gone through in terms of previous bands and like my history and whatnot says that that's what's kind of led to yeah. the band sounding like it does. I, I think like part of it is like because I've always played in punk bands and I've always kind of wanted things to sound a certain way and be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I've always written songs, but I was always in some way influenced by like well, the drummer's kind of into this, so I should probably make it a bit like this. And, like, this is kind of what, like, is trendy punk-wise at the moment, so I guess yeah. I should probably have a bit of influence in there. Um, and I was also, like, I don't know, like, a lot a lot of the songs that I were, were writing, it, it wasn't intentional by any means, but looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, it all sounds a bit pretentious. It's like I'm trying to sound... I don't know, like, there's a lot of things about feelings and a lot of things about, like, I don't even know what... There's maybe a little contrivance and, there. There was a little kind of, you know... For, not... Yeah, like that's maybe like I say, c- 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 certainly not not like through intention, but I think like mm. there's certain songs where I don't remember what I wrote 
the song about i'm listening back to it and it's like mm. i have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about i know right. that i had some meaning at the time but now i'm like yeah. it's, it's lost yeah. on me so yeah. it's like I, I just don't want to write songs about feelings or anything like that anymore <laughs> so all the songs are about like just just stupid shit just like just what i like and yeah, just what's yeah. fun and I don't know, man. Like, there's it's 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 not like the songs aren't about interesting things. Don't don't get me wrong. I think I think like, but but that's the thing because it's like I, when when you stop when you strip away the pretension and when and when you like stop writing things about feelings, it kind of frees you up to be able to explore different avenues that you wouldn't have been able to explore, like yeah. lyrical content wise and, and subject matter wise. And like some of it, some of it's dumb. And sometimes we're singing about video games and horror movies. But then again, sometimes I think like. There's there's some like there's some profound stuff in between yeah. all the swear words and stupid yeah. jokes and shit, you know. Well, the, pro- the 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 profanity of something is entirely in the into the in the listener's ear. You know, the, a song that you consider silly about something or, or or a video game or something could be someone's breakup song. Could be the song yeah, that yeah, they got absolutely. into a fight into at a club or whatever. You did know, the, 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 the sort of the the significance of a song is is, is almost ir- irrelevant to the person who makes it. It's, it's only to the listener, you know. Uh, Fade to Black by Metallica could be someone's song they want to play at the funeral, and another person's you know song that they use to get ready before they go to beat someone up, you know, or go into a boxing ring. It's it's all in the mm. ear of the beholder, if you will. But I think what's interesting yeah. is that you say that you've that, that there is a journey here where you've got to the point where you're like, you know what, I kind of I've, I've cut away the, the erroneous stuff, and what you get now is is, is Pete to the nth degree. Imagine if you'd said to that kid. You know, who looked up at the, the microphone and was like, "Am I meant to get up and sing in front of them?" And and the twenty minutes before this show starts, is you played him that album and go, "This is the this is the music you're going to make. You're not making it now, but this is the album you're going to make." But it blew his mind. <laughs> but I think Pete, I think he would have been. I think he would have. He would have loved it. And I I, I think it's a really. Uh, listen, I'm no authority on punk by any stretch of the imagination, but for me, I I I thought it was, just, it was hugely enjoyable. An uncutted, clean slice of someone's psyche. Uh, I thought I thought it was great. So I, I really encourage people. Anybody listening to that, I will like I say, put the links on on the show as well. It's uh, it's woke up dead and uh, blunt to fakey. And I think that. So are we close to another album then, or has lockdown been good to you in that respect? Or oh, I mean, the, the next album's completely written. It, it's yeah. completely written. We've we've, we've... Uh, there's quite a few of the songs we haven't really touched on properly. We've got like little shitty demos for probably about half of them. Mm. Um, probably about two thirds of them we've practiced in some way. And then the rest of them are like, we've, we've like, agreed on them, if you know what I mean, but it's like, yeah, not really been, like, so it, it is um, the plan to do some shows then when we get out of this mess. Yeah. We've, uh, we, we do have a couple booked in, but I cannot remember for the life of me where, when they are. I think, I, it's, it's, I, think I was looking through to see if I could see it and put any links up. But do, uh, are you playing with Janice Stark at some point? Is that meant to be coming up, or is that coming? Yeah, we, I, so. I don't know if that got rescheduled or not. Like I said, yeah. I, I, like I should have probably done my homework and checked what what. <laughs> I, I'll up. find like, it and I'll, and I'll click some <clears> links up there. But it's nice that there's a plan to kind of get so. The, the album, I mean, if, could it be done by the end of this year? Uh, probably not by the end of this year. No, just yeah. just just with, just with wrestling commitments and whatnot. And, yeah. Uh, the, the other the other band members have other, also got other things going on. The <laughs> but you know what? It's nice that that's that that's how this project is because it, you're only going to return to it when you truly want to do it, and then uh, otherwise yeah. you're not going to really want to do it. And that's that's ace. That's a great situation to be in. And so then, I suppose when when are you going to be going back to to wrestling? Is that closer soon then? Yeah, I've I've already done a couple of like behind closed doors uh, type right. shows, you know, like taped taped for internet type things with no yeah, crowds. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, I've got sort of shows lined up from July onwards, which um, I, I know there are some booked in. I, like, I was under the impression that basically there wasn't any, anything happening really. Right. But, you know, in terms of like crowds uh, yeah. until until the start of July. But I, I do believe there's one or two. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of booked up from uh, from July, just straight, straight back straight back on the horse, as it were. Well, it is, it, the it's proverbial been, horse, it, it's been really nice to talk to you, ladies and gentlemen. We could, we will, and we probably will get Pete on the show again because we haven't even talked about video games at all. We we kind of flew past video games and a whole bunch of other good stuff that we should have been talking about. But it was nice to to, to catch up with, with, with Pete. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. I really appreciate it. It was good fun. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been really, uh, really enjoyable little chat. Higginson there and I probably lost some people there certainly some of my listeners from other countries with the heavy accent that we both have uh, being two lads from basically Birkenhead that was that's just the way it goes I'm afraid like you know sometimes it's, we'll, we'll get caught up in conversations and use places like Skelly Records that no one else is going to know maybe more and a handful of people will know that reference but that's fine I can say I, I, I really got a lot from that conversation it was one I was waiting to have for for quite some time it seemed to good to time it then I'll put links in the socials for all his social media and the uh, the ways you can listen to his band as well I hope you enjoyed the show that's the whole reason I do this is so you can you can laugh maybe find something interesting it can distract you from, from something else as well or even inform you dare, hopefully imagine if it informed you imagine if it told you something you didn't know but that would be amazing I think once again, Pete, someone will get on the show uh, again. I'm going to probably get some retained guests because we had so many. I can try and keep these down to about an hour. We could talk for two or three hours with some people on the show. So I'll definitely get some more people back on. Certainly the people that have been suggested by the listeners who they'd like to hear more from or, or talk about it on various subjects. I'll bring in some other things to the fore as well where I'll be going back to albums. A lot of albums celebrate their anniversary this year. And so I think I'll be looking at a lot of them, a lot of my favourite albums, and hopefully yours as well. Once again, everybody, it remains for me to say something that hopefully will change to which show I will see you at, which will be coming soon. But for the time being, I will see you at a show.